Welcome back. You're listening to the Uncharted Podcast, and today's guest is Stephen Cornwall, who's the founder and CEO of NorthPass. Prior to NorthPass, Steve ran sales, marketing, and operations for Edifies, which was acquired in 2012 by SPS Commerce. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and as you know, we'd love to kick it off with a bio from the speaker, so Stephen, we'll defer to you to kick us off. Founder and uh, serve as the CEO of NorthPass, and uh, NorthPass is a learning platform that helps uh, scaling mid-market companies uh, primarily onboard, educate, certify their their external audiences, uh, most notably their customers or their partners. Uh, and uh, so prior to doing this, I've, I've been in SaaS, uh, you know, my whole life. Um, I've been in SaaS since about 2003 after graduating university, uh, uh, worked uh, at a high growth kind of scaling data analytics platform. And we grew that really well and it was a heck of a ride. And then we, we exited that to a, a NASDAQ company, you know, always a New Jersey guy, uh, born in the Midwest, but, but uh, grew up my whole like memorable life, if you will, in, uh, in New Jersey, incredibly blessed upbringing, uh, grew up in kind of more of the rural part, uh, amazing folks who were like always, you know, number one supporters, biggest fans of sister and me. So um, super supportive group. Mom was always uh, on the home front, you know, raising up the kids, taking always like playing leadership roles in schools and kind of the community and everything. Dad uh, was an entrepreneur building businesses in like in the New Jersey uh, medical tech. Uh, sector. Uh, so I like to hope that I got some of that, uh, that entrepreneurial DNA there. Always active in sports, but had a huge passion for computers and music, actually. So I was a very uh, eclectic kid, I guess. Uh, never was a programmer, um, but always loved like building websites for people, whether it was like, you know, the local lawn business, or we did like an elevator business one time. And um, which was super fun and, and uh, helping them like drive traffic in like the very early days of, of the web, like nineties. Uh, and uh, again, with music, like not the greatest musician, but always loved um, organizing the events and getting bands together, promoting stuff. Out of all those experiences, which one do you think you've learned the most transferable skills compared to what you're doing today? No matter what the domain was, whether it was sports, whether it was music, whether it was the, the side kind of hustles with building websites, I think each of those was really formative because each of those required such challenges to like make those things work. Uh, whether, you know, building websites, like dealing with customers and like having to like squash bugs as like a 15 year old kid um, and like just deal with unhappy customers. Uh, I think whether it was the bands with, you know, like trying to figure out where to, where to go play and how to kind of negotiate a venue where terribly loud and obnoxious music when it tick off the neighbors um, or, you know, the sports teams like being, you know, like captain on the team and just figuring out how to get the team to play with it play together I think as any of those like just leadership roles and and trying to get people to work together you know both like internally with within the band itself within the team itself but also externally with any people we had to deal with and that was just really formative uh and transferable to like the professional entrepreneurship journey I'm on now I always say that sometimes if you have a chance to just get involved 
like that's frankly how it helps you, whether it's externally, internally, and it couldn't be truer in your experience as it is for mine and many other people that have been on the show. Um, yeah. I'm fast forwarding here because I'm fascinated by the North Pass uh, like journey. Uh, Tell us a little about the founding story. Uh, we were growing this analytics business. And what was really interesting about that business was not only did we have a sophisticated and fairly complex data platform and analytics tools, uh, but we were also retraining an entire industry, the, the retail industry, on how to think about analyzing data. So we were a vertical solution. We only served the, the retail industry. And so we had, education was a major component of our business, both from a product training point of view and how to understand the algorithms, how to understand the tools, but also from a methodology and best practice point of view of like how to, how to, how to go from the old way of analyzing data to, to a more contemporary and, and customer centric way of analyzing data. And so we had two curriculum tracks, if you will. And so education was a big part of the business. And this was high ticket, high ticket software. Uh, so getting those customers trained and, and successful was really, really important to the, the scale of the business. We had uh, deployed training through more traditional methods of documentation and, uh, and physical training, you know, classroom-based training. And as we scaled, it just was not uh, sustainable anymore. And so, you know, we had a couple options, right? Like, let's look at learning management systems. Let's kind of build something ourselves And I think what was interesting is there's just at that time, there was a ton of great uh, academic and, you know, human capital management, HR centric learning solutions, uh, but nothing, you know, we were looking to create more of like a product extension, like an actual piece of our brand an academy that really represented the brand and, and, uh, and the best practices and the the curriculum we were putting out fully integrated into the product, all of our web properties. And, and that just wasn't possible at the time. So, you know, some time went by, we didn't really do anything about it because there was no great solution and it was too expensive to build it ourselves. And we got acquired and the company that bought us, they, you know, they were a NASDAQ company significantly, they're like a hundred times bigger than we were. And they had the same exact problem. And uh, at that time, kind of a, another kind of, parallel was happening in the world of online education with sites like Udemy and edX and Coursera, and they were becoming popular. And, and all of a sudden there was this consumer grade learning experience that was great and really engaging. And so I think seeing that kind of brought me back to that problem, you know, that we had in the business and, um, you know, had an opportunity to, to step away there after we got the businesses integrated and, and, um, you know, give, give an, uh, another startup a go. And, and this was just like, I was really passionate about the problem area. So that, uh, that led us to dive in and, and North Pass was born. When you got started, what was missing in the marketplace that you thought uh, North Pass could fill the gap and how are things changed over time? When we were getting the business started, it was, it was really clear that there is a very crowded, you know, market. I mean, most SaaS categories on like G2 quadrants now are just, you can't even see the logos. There's so many, but the, the corporate learning uh, technology sector is particularly crowded. And uh, when, when we came into the market, we, we, we knew that, but there was clear white space because almost all the systems were prim primarily focused on the HR suite, the compliance problem, the professional development tracks, 
um, and uh, the the internal employee development, skills development, reskilling, upskilling, uh, tied to promotional opportunities, everything like that. And so all of the functionality was tailored to enabling employee development. So while some of the vendors talked about the, the system's capabilities to use for external use as well, it was really an afterthought. And so to us, when we saw these big companies talking about that and we saw our own problems, we're like, well, let's go after that really hard because clearly we had the problem, we've seen others have the problem, these bigger companies are talking about it, but their products are just not meant to do it. And so we built primarily for that external that and that customer facing use case uh, as our like main thrust into the market. Uh, so, and that, that, you know, without getting into a ton of details of like how and why it's different and all, like there's just a entirely different set of functionality uh, that enables that use cases versus the internal employee side. That's great. Thanks for the perspective. Before I ask my next question, I have to give a shout out to our sponsor today, Bambi. I'm spending a lot of money as a small business to hire an HR manager. You can go to Bambi and you can hire an HR manager for $99 a month. It could be done month to month with no hidden fees and you can cancel at any time. Allow Bambi to help you with a free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Uncharted right now to schedule your free HR audit. That is Bambi.com slash Uncharted, spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Uncharted. Again, that is spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Uncharted. Steve, as it pertains to learning, what have you seen work well if you want to reinforce a message to your audience and reinforce that learning? I think it in today's world, it all comes down to relevance. I, I was thinking back to like, I, I attended a conference way early on in my career as a tech conference. It was, it was the exact target user conference, like way before they got bought. Yeah. And I remember they had a speaker there, might've been their CEO and was talking about the relevance of email and everything that, everything that went into making the email relevant, right? And so marketers had figured it out how to make email relevant and the formula for that very early on. And I think that more than anything today, when it comes to helping these external learners learn, right? Who, who don't have to, it's not a compliance thing, right? You're doing it, you're offering it, you're making it available, but they don't have to. The, the, the ultimate path to engagement there is relevance. And uh, it's, not, it's not like, hey, short form micro learning, right? Like it's not, it's not that, uh, that's good. I mean, that, that helps, those different types of formats help. But it's ultimately about, you know, are you delivering it? Are you delivering relevant content, meaningful, useful content to someone when they need it, uh, where they need it? Uh, and are you making it easy for them to get in and get out and gain confidence so that they can change their behaviors and take actions they need to improve in whatever the area is that you're, you're teaching? And so I think that some of the things that we think about that go into that are personalization, you know, are really rendering that content dynamically so that it's really personalized. It knows their name, it knows their role, it knows what products and services they bought, it knows the areas they're struggling with. Um, and I think timing, uh, you know, based on, again, based on data, right? 
where they're struggling, or where they have opportunities So serving that, you know, at the right time. And then obviously getting it to them in a, uh, on the right devices in the right, uh, in the right places, I think is, is also another major part of relevance. So us, that's what it all comes down to for us is relevance. And going off of relevance, I think another trend that like micro, macro level that's playing into it, especially with the rise of social media and you got these giant billion dollar companies trying to get your attention is like the human, like the human attention span is just like dropping. And I think you have a limited time to get like people's attention span. And if we're talking about a type of learning, that's a, that's not like a hardcore requirement, right? Like the compliances and you want to encourage people to do it like out of um, their own desires, right? Like, how do you think, like, I think on the consumer side, right? Like there's masterclass and these other companies that have done a really, really good job at tackling that problem. Like, how do you think the B2B world, like how, how should they view that problem, right? If, if you need to get this relevant info in front of a generation that their attention span is uh, diminishing year after year, like what are some things that they need to think about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we think about that as making learning available and many different formats. So um, whether that is, uh, if, it, if, it's a, if it's a B2B SaaS company, for example, and, or any, any, any app-based company that's looking to train their customers, um, their customers are primarily engaged within their product already, right? And so that's where they spend most of their time. That's where, they, that's where most of their relationship is with that brand. So give them learning right there. Give them the ability to learn right in, in the app. Uh, that, that's one way. I, I think another way is to uh, just through pushing content, right? So, so through customer marketing, embedding the learning materials in the customer marketing through the email drips, uh, and then making a really useful um, learning hub and, and, and as part of the broader user community, you know, insert that learning hub that uh, is there for the person that really wants to get into it, the person that's going to search, the person that's going to uh, immerse themselves in, in the domain and, and really get good at, at whatever it is they're learning about. So we think it's, you know, pushing it into the app, providing it as part of the the ongoing communications, making it available in a in a centralized hub, uh, all of, it's it's all. It's not one or the other. You know, we view it as all. You got to do all things to get people's attention, and one of them sometimes is just the numbers game. But the cumulative is that is how you get everything across yeah. the board. So I mean, you you might be you might, for example, like be more like the master class side where you want to get in. You want to really want to immerse yourself. I might be the type where you know what. Hey, Oh, darn it, I'm really struggling with this thing. I wish there was a little material to help me out right now. And I just need to get in and get out in 10 minutes, right? And so I think it, again, it all comes down to like that relevance that I was talking about. So the yeah. more you can surround and the more omnipresent the learning material is that that's what we see is really successful. And providing optionality, right? Everyone has their own preferences as well. Well, well, Steve, we can probably continue down this path for like another 30, 40 minutes. And this has been uh, an absolute pleasure having you and we can't thank you enough for paying it forward. Before we say our goodbyes, the one last question we ask everybody is if you could go back to the, the, the Steve that's in the band, uh, he's, a, he, he, he's a little younger, what would the older, wiser Steve tell that 
younger Steve. As it relates to maybe like the entrepreneurship journey and, and the startup journey, I would say like older Steve would tell younger Steve to focus on one nailing one problem, <laughs> right? And like shrinking the TAM down to just big enough to make a difference uh, as opposed to trying to boil the ocean, you know, from the beginning. So I would say, don't worry about huge TAM instead, like find small TAM and just go be good at it. And if you're smart enough to figure that out and you can get to a million bucks, then like you'll be smart enough to figure out how to make that TAM a little bigger and get to five. Well, younger Steve appreciates that advice, but many, many on the show appreciate that as well. So Steve, thanks so much uh, for everybody listening. Please reach out to Steve. We'll put his LinkedIn and everything else in the show notes. Uh, reach out, ask him about North Pass, but more importantly, thank you for coming on Uncharted Podcast. To give a shout out to our sponsor today, Bambi. I'm spending a lot of money as a small business to hire an HR manager. You can go to Bambi and you can hire an HR manager for $99 a month. It could be done month to month with no hidden fees and you can cancel at any time. Allow Bambi to help you with a free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Uncharted right now to schedule your free HR audit. That is Bambi.com slash Uncharted, spelled Bam to the B-E-E dot com slash Uncharted.